What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode, episode nine, nine of Naked Hog <laughs> Podcast. We are coming to you from our greenhouse out here, same place we've been doing it for the last few episodes, and the greenhouse mm-hmm. is picking up, baby. Yeah. Yeah. We made it look even prettier. Yeah. I don't know if you can see that, but it's even snazzier with this green stalk. We uh-huh. Which we're going to talk about there. that uh, a mm-hmm. little bit later. Yep. We're going to talk about that green stalk. But um, I thought we would kind of start out with how we woke up this morning. We woke up this morning yeah. uh, to be in a little bit older right. parents now, uh, right? We're the parent of a little bit, old, slightly older child now. Yeah. So we woke up to yet another teenager this morning. So. Happy yep. birthday to Lily. <laughs> yeah, Lily. Uh, she had her 13th birthday today, and she mm-hmm. uh, she is the one that does the ducks, the cats, and the herbs. Yep. Um, and, and the baking. Yep. And the ba- yeah, she's that's the big thing she really does. We talk. Really we don't talk baking. a lot about it on the on the vlog or on we the podcast, but she really bakes her goodies, a lot. Like some of her recent goodies, like for that week, we should make her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll ask her if she wants to do a goodie for that week, and we yeah. can show you guys in front of the camera as we eat it of course but yep, we can show yep. you her her latest and greatest making yeah mm, she made some chocolate <laughs> chocolate chip cookies Ooh. for thanksgiving oh, that were uh yeah they and were that, great the, i think the oh. cheesecake kind of the cheesecake was amazing the cheesecake just got the gold mm. star there so it was, good it was so good so so good oh i'm sitting on hot chocolate now <laughs> but how does that make you feel do you feel you feel old having two teenagers no i mean it you was don't good. look old oh thank you it was a it was a mile marker for me when our first daughter turned 13 that was kind of like that was a oh wow we mm-hmm. stepped into another level there but now yeah. the second daughter's 13 and i'm like yeah, I, I like having two teenagers. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, but then in a couple of years, we'll have a third one. All right. Yeah. Couple, like two more years, Damn. and we'll have uh, three teenagers in the house. Ooh. And then the little boy comes up last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor yeah. thing. He's, he's going to be uh, he's gonna be 13 when they're all out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. By the time all yeah, the girls time, are gone. <laughs> he, yeah, he's got another seven years till he turns 13. Mm-hmm. So by the time he starts turning 13, we'll just be... We, we'll be over yeah. the feel it we're feeling old thing and we'll just be mm-hmm. just content to be right. close to to having mm-hmm. you know uh, be in that next phase of life we'll where we got the empty for nest the grandchildren yeah, yeah, be yeah preparing yeah. for that phase of life <laughs> yeah so that'll that'll be good that mm-hmm. will be good so um so um this week had some chilly weather yeah we had some really chilly weather had to cover um, some things <laughs> yeah so uh, we covered up miles. Really, there's just these raised beds here. Yeah. We covered up. We covered up. You can't see them; they're off the camera. Covered, I'm pointing to yeah. them. But, <laughs> covered miles' um, greens, the strawberries. We had to close yep. up the greenhouse. Close up the um, greenhouse. Yeah. We didn't cover anything in the big garden. We just kind of mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. It is gonna, what it is. It's all cold hardy stuff. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to freeze. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing we did in the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. We have these, uh, and I'll pull one of the trays out for those of you yeah. watching and not listening. Let's see it, let's see it. Um, we need to water these. These are a bit dry, actually. Yeah. Um, but we have these, some of these trays of these ones. We started a little bit later than the rest, and they were slow to come along, and I think it was because they, we got a really, we got some really cold weather shortly after they started to germinate. And right after they germinated. Yeah. That's when the temperature just dropped all of a sudden. So I think it was because we got that cold snap, right? It was only really a cold night or two right after these started to germinate. Well, we didn't have these on heat mats. So 
in thinking about it, even though they'll have kept, they would have kept growing and would, would have been fine without the heat mats, they would have been really slow to kind of come yeah, along. They don't, so, they don't, you know, uh, get up there as, as fast as you're expecting nope. them to do if you let them be exposed to any sort of temperature drop like that. So yep. we really should have kept them a little bit warmer. Yep. So we went ahead, we got out our heat mats and got all these really young uh, seedlings on the heat mats and they've really kind of started to come along a lot quicker. They've shot up since we put them on those heat mats. Now like he said I am going to have to start watering a little more than I have been. I need to water them again. Um, I did water yesterday but I need to do it again today so it's uh, especially when you have them on a heat mat or you have them you know you're warming them up in any sort of way it's going to dry them out faster so you may end up having to water daily. Yeah, and it, it definitely dries them out faster because it's I mean it makes sense right because it's got mm -hmm. the heat underneath it. Um, now, the other thing that we've been talking about lately is we've been watching these videos. Sorry, I'm just brushing all this stuff off the table here. Um, the other thing we've been talking about lately, lately is uh, we've been seeing other people's veggies yes. in their videos. We got some greens in, B. We got some, some so veggie jealousy going We look on. at people like Just Dig It Farms. Uh, and Haas Tools and some of the others out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, Deep South Homestead. Mm -hmm. Some of the others, they, they, they're already harvesting greens. Tracy over at Just Dig It Farms, yeah. she has beautiful just, heads of cabbages already. Oh, unbelievable. I don't know how oh, she she has a magic man. trick to where uh, she starts them early enough. Obviously, they're already like almost coming to fruition. So she started them like early when she was supposed to. But um she has a magic trick to where they don't succumb to bug pressure. They just look like they just got dropped off yeah. out of a magazine. They just look immaculate. Yep. And they're just these greens yep. are big and beautiful Bre and yep. luscious. Mm. And it's mm -mm -mm. the ideal garden, and I'm just so jealous. Yeah, jealous. and so one of the things that we have, uh, well, and if we back up a little bit, when we think about last year, this time last year, we were talking about it. We had a bunch of greens this time last year, too. We did when we started and earlier. And we did. We'd, this year we just were we were slacking, honey. Yeah. We were we were not on our game this year when it came to planting fall veggies. We, got a we were bit kind slow, of behind the curve. A little bit lazy. We yeah. were like, well, we'll do it next week, and then next week turned into next month, and yeah. uh, we're way behind. I wouldn't <laughs> say slow and lazy. I would say we got busy. busy. Like we've just been really. It's been a busy we'll fall. We yeah. Um, busy, busy, busy fall. So. We should have been a little bit more yeah. on the ball. We we had lettuce. We were harvesting lettuce for Thanksgiving last year. We were harvesting yeah. not we weren't harvesting collards, but we were harvesting uh, the all top turnips that we had planted, um, and I think some other greens. And one thing about the holidays, the holidays are fun, and it's fun to go you know do stuff and run around and make all these plans. But one thing about having a homestead, and if you're planning to do a fall garden, you have to actually be home long enough to do a fall garden you have to be mm -hmm. home long enough to manage that fall garden so the holidays can get you real distracted and yep. get real preoccupied and then whoops time mm -hmm. went by and now yep. we're late putting in our veggies yep. but speaking of the holidays yeah we hope you guys had a an incredible thanksgiving mm -hmm. um for those of you not in the u.s that aren't having thanksgiving well you should just have good food around right. now anyway because it's holiday time you should just do the big yeah food, but just because just because <laughs> it's like coming up on christmas time so why not right. like it's the holiday right. season <laughs> and let me tell you it's my i don't I, i'm sure i probably mentioned it in the other podcasts i don't know if i did or not but i'm gonna mention it again and probably will mention it in the next podcast too 
my favorite time of year. His I favorite. love, <laughs> love the holiday season. It just makes me happy. It's always been my favorite time of year. Thanksgiving and Christmas are my favorite. Obviously, I think they're most people's favorite. They are my favorite. However, Halloween, I could just kind of skip. skip over that. We, yeah. could, we could completely skip Halloween and it could not be a holiday anymore and I wouldn't be sad. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I go for the Thanksgiving and the Christmas. Halloween <laughs> wouldn't bother me to get rid of, but I, the one thing I like about Halloween is it kind of gets you prepped for that? Mm. That you know, That's you start true. to you, you get the spirit. candy yeah. and the the pumpkins kind of going, yeah. and and you start to get that sweet tooth itch for the holiday foods, and so that's kind of what yeah, Halloween kind of marks the get you in yeah. that, and then mm. right after Halloween, we kind of I know a lot of people. You know, it's real controversial to do this before Thanksgiving, but we started listening to Christmas music November yes. 1st. Yes, that's the thing with our family because we, he and I, would listen to Christmas music like probably all year long if you yep. let us. We love Christmas music, so we had to put a date on it because yep. Yep. other people in our family and our children were telling us, you can't listen to Christmas music yet. And other people don't want to hear Christmas music in July. So we were like, well, when can, mm. when's appropriate? When can we start listening to the Christmas music? <laughs> so we put a date on it. November 1st is when yep. we can start. Well, and it, it just, I like that because... It's it's something that you get to look forward to. Yeah. So I it like that. It kind of saves it all like year that. long yeah. and it becomes more yeah. special. If, if I watch the Christmas movies all year long, so I, I kind of have, the kids when they were when they were smaller and miles now, mm -hmm. um, they want to watch Christmas music, movies all the time. They but do. I kind of put the kibosh on it because, look, I I want to watch it during Christmas. I don't want right, to be so right. sick of it know. by, you Loses know, it's like Oct <laughs> Octonauts. Yeah. I don't want to... Ep by the time Miles grows out of this phase, I don't want to watch Octonauts ever again. Like I'll be good for a Oh, lot, my a gosh. Like Octonauts, Octonauts, Octonauts. So it so, becomes a, a special thing, a yeah. seasonal thing, you know. Mm -hmm. so, um, and it's special for them, I think. Yeah. And I want to get in our life together as a homesteading family, I want to get to a point where we look forward to seasonal veggies in the season that we grow them in. And, you know, I want to back mm -hmm. off of the grocery store mentality to where I can just have that vegetable all year long. I want to look forward to having that vegetable in its season. I know. But, you know, here, that's really hard because... Yeah. You know, yeah. I want salad in the middle of summer when it's I know, hot. I know. I don't and, want salad when it's I'm not strict about 30 it. degrees I, outside. I know, and I, I totally cheat. I run to Walmart and I get my salad in the summer when I want my salad. I, I cheat and I don't go. I don't eat seasonally. Mm. But I do want to get to the point where I get a little more seasonal with it, mm -hmm. you know, to where it gets a little more special, you know, because yeah. I do tend to, like, save uh, my cravings for, like, okra until summer comes. And then I have all the okra I can stand until I'm sick of it. Oh. Oh yeah, same with I squash. Wait yeah, all year long until it comes again. You know. Yep. So. Some foods I think are like that: okra, yeah. just squash, those, those seasonal veggies yep. that only yep. happen in that season, and you've waited so long for them, and you're just dying to have them, and then you just gorge on them until you're sick of it. But like know? collards, collards are doesn't yeah. matter what season it is. Collards right, and cornbread yeah. is always good. And like tomatoes can be grown either in the spring or fall, so you can have it twice a year. And there's some things that are just in Louisiana. Um, we can pretty much try to have it uh, for most of the year, you know, the majority mm -hmm. of the year. Now, Jason and Brooke mentioned on their last podcast, um, and if you don't watch the Cogcast podcast, go over to Cog Hill Farm podcast and, and watch it. Great, great, mm -hmm. great podcast. We love them. All of you know that already. But um, they mentioned on one of their last podcasts uh, that 
they, they talked about turkey and, and how yeah. it's controversial. Is it overrated yeah. or not? What do you think? Is mm. turkey overrated or not? Yeah, I mean, that's become kind of the traditional iconic bird because, you know, um, at the time, that's probably what they, they had. You know, that was the <clears throat> probably the bird of choice because that was what they had in abundance of, and that's what they had to eat at the time. And that became the traditional bird for that holiday, and now it's become a thing. But I just, I don't quite see it as a necessity. I don't see it as something that you have to have. I know you do. You do. He sees it as, okay, it's not Thanksgiving unless you have a turkey. But for me, it's just, I don't know. Maybe, right. it's, maybe it's just because turkey's right, not right. quite my favorite. I forgive you, baby. I love you anyway. <laughs> but look, guys, you got to have turkey, okay? You got to. If you don't have turkey, how are you going to have turkey gravy? And if you don't have turkey gravy, what are you going to put on your stuffing? Like, you you have to. There's, now, there's other kinds of now, gravy. Look, look, <laughs> I know a lot of people out there are scared of turkey because it's always dry or whatever. Look, if you're cooking your turkey and it's dry, it's because you're cooking it wrong. We when you're true. when you're cooking true. your turkey, if you're sticking that temp probe in the in the turkey breast and wait until it gets up to 160, 165, and then you're turning it off and pulling it out of the oven, you're waiting too long. And that's why your turkey meat's dry. I don't care what the USDA says. Maybe I shouldn't say that, and, and nobody, if you get salmonella poisoning, don't, don't hold me don't accountable, right? No. But look, but, we cook our turkey but. to 157 <laughs> degrees, and that is it. Right, and we just we just like to do it a certain way because we don't like yep. a dry turkey. But, and, um, and birds, <laughs> chickens and turkeys both, I don't believe in cooking a bird whole. Yeah, like we do it a certain Putting way. it in the oven yeah. all formed up, like, so what we do, evenly, it doesn't cook, cook evenly. Yeah. yeah. So what I do is, and I'm the cook of the family. I think you guys know that already. Mm -hmm. I think we've said he that, is, but I love family. to cook. I um, mean, what we do is cut the backbone out of the turkey or chicken. When we cook chicken, we uh, do the same bird, thing. Yeah. yeah. We the backbone out of so the we cut the backbone out of it and we kind of I take a knife and I kind of knock the breastbone so it's cut a little bit and mm. I just flatten the whole bird. So it's almost like you crack the bird open, you've opened yeah, it up and, and you, you lay, lay it flat. flat. Yeah. So for the Thanksgiving, I take the stuffing and we do, I like cornbread stuffing, but we also, you know, I kind of grew up on traditional stuffing. So I like both, but most of the time we normally have just traditional stuffing, but I put sausage, like breakfast mm -hmm. sausage. Um, I chop it up, I grab, brown it and chop it up and put it in there with onions it's and fabulous. celery and, and, <laughs> and chicken broth. And mm -hmm. then I take that whole pan that I did up with the stuffing, I slide it on the, on the bottom rack and then the turkey goes directly on the top rack, mm -hmm. which is in the middle of the oven, right? Right. Right over the stuffing. And it just drips it turns into all goodness. <laughs> that goodness down into the stuffing. <laughs> the edge of the stuffing gets all crispy and crackly. And, and crispy, like in yeah. the skin on the turkey, I don't cover or tint our turkey. I put it, I heat the oven up to four 50 actually mm -hmm. this year I did 500. Yeah, we did. I, I I crank up the oven but somewhere between 450 and 500, right? And once it preheats, you stick your stuffing and your turkey in there and you let it cook that way for 30 minutes to an hour at that high temperature and then turn your oven down to about 325, let it finish out cooking. Guys, it, once that well turkey breast it. It's well worth it. <laughs> once that turkey breast hits 157, 
The rest of the turkey is at the perfect temperature. Your outside uh, dark meat that is going to be uh, more uh, more juicy, and, yeah. and it can mm -hmm. take that higher temperature. It is a little bit higher temperature, but it doesn't dry out because it's moist. legs and thigh it's meat. It's moist, moist meat, yeah. and then that that turkey but breast. As fabulous as that is, and it is so. Oh, good. and it it's is so, so good. Mm, so good. So good. However, in my opinion, so not in his good. opinion, but in my opinion. If that were to change into from a turkey to instead be a chicken or a roast or a ham, see, that would be just as fabulous to me if he were to cook that with our Thanksgiving meal instead of turkey. See, to me, I don't get hung up on what our meat is or what the protein is because I tend to love all kinds of meat. I love mm -hmm. all kinds of protein and it's it all tastes yep. wonderful and you cook it so well. So to me, I don't get hung up on the turkey as being the main event yeah but, but for you it is for I, me it's yeah. it's uh the turkey itself isn't necessarily <laughs> the main event but you need that turkey you need the turkey to make the dressing i know baby what it is you like so. you need it <laughs> sorry guys just checking the audio here um so um yeah i i am a, a complete fan of turkey for christmas it's but, sad. We don't do turkey. We do a uh, usually do like a standing rib roast. It's not sad. The rib roast is just as wonderful. I, I do it's love rib roast, but <laughs> I have a thing with the rib roast too. So the rib roast I love because you can't have Yorkshire pudding without the drippings from a rib roast. No, no that is true. And uh, it depends on whether you love Yorkshire pudding, but that that's true. How could you not love Yorkshire pudding? It's so good. So good. Some, some people are watching their weight. Oh, <laughs> man, the, not during the holidays. That's Look, if you're. Some people do. <laughs> oh, no, no. You got to have your Yorkshire pudding. You got to have your piping hot uh, rib roast drippings for that Yorkshire pudding. And okay. you got the oh, and you got the batter all mixed up, and you got your your muffin tin in there with the 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 <laughs> drippings in each little cup, and you pull it out, and it's like bubble 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 sizzle sizzle, and, guys, and then you drizzle <laughs> the batter down in there, and it's like poof. Oh, mm. and guys, it's not oh, it's not the holidays so until he has burned or cut himself. Never yeah, fails. I do. Never, I do. Every it's okay. year, every but, year he's got to burn or cut himself in the kitchen. Look, guys, when I cook, if I burn myself, I know that's gonna be it's good. gonna be a good dinner. <laughs> If I don't burn myself, it's a 50-50. <laughs> if I burn myself, I know it's going to be on point. He's got to sacrifice a little yeah. bit for that good meal. <laughs> yeah, because you're not putting enough love and effort and work into it. If you don't, if you don't burn Evidently. yourself. Evidently, that's what I'm doing wrong in the kitchen, guys. We're not mm -hmm. hurting myself. You're not burning enough. yourself. That's oh right. <laughs> but I do, I do look forward to the time of year when we can have our homegrown veggies for the thanksgiving banquet for the you know and for yep. the christmas meal i want our veggies on the dinner plate and yep. sadly enough this year like i said we were behind mm -hmm. didn't get any of our greens yep. any of so our we didn't grow veggies. pole beans we didn't yeah <sighs> didn't have any of our homegrown nothing on mm -hmm. our thanksgiving dinner yep. plate so that was yep. um, a little bit of sad. a letdown but i was still grateful i was still grateful for everything that we are going to grow everything we're gonna have so yeah just trying to be grateful for all that we have and um better planning yep. for next time you know yeah better planning yep that's speaking, it speaking of that i was gonna say that we uh we don't talk enough about things that we have learned things that we've adjusted to things that we do differently because we found out that this doesn't work you know the mistakes that we've made that we've learned like from the timing in the garden like the timing mm -hmm. and a million other things that we've learned over the past five years mm -hmm. about what not to do or what to do to make sure that you can get a harvest mm-hmm you know yep you so, got something specifically you're thinking of a uh, couple of things come to mind um 
Number one would be timing. Uh, number two would be, like I said, the temperature of things. We did not know. I mm-hmm. think the first uh, two years that we planted, we did not realize uh, that. I know it makes sense, and you'd think, duh, but a lot of people don't consider this when they're putting their transplants into the ground, that if you put them into cold soil, they're not going to grow uh, in the amount of time that you're expecting them to. They actually might be stunted, and they might not grow at all. So uh, putting them in the warm soil when, yep. when it's still warm is essential. Um and uh, the spray regimen, I did not realize how heavily, intensive, we, yep. how intensive we need to stay mm-hmm. on top of that, especially if we're doing it as organically as possible yep. um, to keep the pest pressure off, because that might not be as big of an issue in spring, but it definitely here in the South is a big issue in the fall. If you're having a fall garden, like uh, some mm-hmm. of these people that we were talking about that have these uh, luscious veggies and these beautiful leafy greens, how in the world did the bugs not eat them up? Mm. Yeah, I think it, too, it depends on the year. So some years it's okay. Yeah, some true. years, that's true. Um, once you get a couple cold, cold nights, it kills off a lot of that pest pressure. Yeah. But going into it, when you're planting it, you're planting it in the end of summer is when we should have planted right. it. We should have well, planted it in late summer. Yeah. And the bugs are still in full force. So yep. the bugs sometimes will eat up all your crop before mm-hmm. you even get one. Yep. So we, we definitely, last year we were fighting the pests mm-hmm. when we get, when we had that stuff in on time. Um, but you just have to stay on top of it when you're doing like a spray regimen and yeah. you're doing um, that kind of thing. And then with the soil temperature, the, the, a lot of these fall crops, they're going to survive cold nights and frosts and things like that. But kind of what she's speaking of is like when you put those transplants in the ground, you need them to really just take off. Mm-hmm. And if that soil is cold, they may not die, but they're going to do kind of like our cabbage we got in late last year. Yeah. And it never died, but it never, never made cabbage. Either. It never um got any bigger than like yay big it just didn't uh, didn't develop it didn't take off and start to become a cabbage so Mm -hmm. it just evidently it needs that warm soil to kind of really get well established and take hold and take root and really you know get going before it can withstand that cold because if you throw it into the cold it's not going to do anything now one thing uh that we mentioned we were going to talk about uh later in the the podcast uh was is something that actually is kind of our uh, I'm, I kind of see it as our insurance policy for making sure we get some greens this year since we planted so late. And that's, I don't know if you guys can see it back there. Those of you are watching, those that, that are listening, <laughs> it's our green stalk. Yeah. We bought one of the seven tier leaf, I think is what they call it, leaf yeah. green stalks. Yeah. It's got 42 pockets in there to plant in. 42, 42. Yeah, so that's... Obviously, <laughs> nothing compared to the, our main garden. Right. It's not a huge garden, but... For a normal person growing a normal backyard garden, uh, it's it's easily... I mean, we got just as many in there plants in there as we would get in a raised bed. Right. In like a four that's, by eight raised that's bed. That's substantial. I was yeah. saying uh, on our... On our video that just came out, I was saying how that's basically a raised bed just vertically. Instead of horizontally, it's a vertical raised bed. So if you're short on space, uh, can't do a raised bed for some reason or, you know, whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be, um, that could sit on a balcony. Yeah, a balcony. It could Honestly, it could sit inside your house. Like it could be anywhere. If you just had like a big picture window or something. Like, uh, I mean, you want something that Mm -hmm. it's going to get plenty of light, but, but. 
it could just sit there, right yeah. There. yeah. And it's on a spinner bottom, mm -hmm. so the whole thing just spins. Yeah, so you just uh, wonder yep. how you're gonna walk around it or water it, especially if you stuck it in a, on a balcony or in a corner and you can't navigate around it. It literally just rotates, it just spins. So you just gently spin it as you check on it, water it, fix it, mess with it, it just spins. Yep. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome. And yep. you don't have to water each compartment. Uh, the green stalks, I don't know if you guys know how they work, but you pour water in the top. You have, there's a little top mm -hmm. container up on the top. You fill up the top container, and then that water, it both trickles into the top layer, but it also goes down a center hole, and each level, each of those seven levels has its own little disc that the water goes down the center hole, and it fills up the disc of the next level, and it drains into that level. Yeah. And then all the way down so it just disperses and disperses and yep. disperses all the way down to make sure everything gets an even amount of water right. and to make sure every cell gets water yep. and then on top of that each level has its own drain holes that drain into mm -hmm. the level below it so once that top becomes too saturated it's going to drain into the level below it yeah once that's too saturated it's going to drain all the way down so it actually has two ways of uh, dispersing yep and then once it gets to the bottom it drains off the bottom and it has a little uh, like she said, a little drain hose that you hook up. So if you have it inside, you actually could just, um, you could just clamp off the drain hose on the bottom if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And whenever yeah. you're ready to drain the water out, like when you're gonna water it or something, mm -hmm. you could just point it out, you know, point it out the, um, like the, uh, I don't know, the sliding, your sliding glass door or uh, the front door mm -hmm. or the back door or something, water it, let it drain and then move it back right. where it needs to go. Or do you have like a pan or a little bucket or something that you yeah, want to drain Yeah, or you drain it into, into a pan or, um, yeah, whatever. But when you're not watering yep. it or not draining it, yeah, like he said, you could tie it off, clamp it off. Mm -hmm. um, but it's got a drain hose yep. in the bottom so the water doesn't just sit and sit and sit. It drains off. Yep. Now they also have... Um, My chicken Lana yeah. are wandering silver lace wind up. It always follows us <laughs> everywhere, literally everywhere. Time for me to switch the camera. <laughs> so she follows us everywhere into the garden and everything, and she is all up in our business. Everywhere we go, she wants to be there. She is Lana the wandering chicken. Lana, baby. I'm going to get a real sweet one day to get her where she'll like jump up on the table or jump in my lap. Mm -hmm. I can pet on her. Yeah. I'm going to get a yep. real sweet one day. Um... Now they are, they make these green stalks. You can buy them. You don't have to. Uh, they don't have to buy them in seven, uh, seven uh, layer or yeah, level it or whatever. Yeah, doesn't have to be quite that big. You can buy them in five, or you can buy the seven and not use it, or you could buy the seven and you can buy extra parts. So you can buy the seven, the seven tier one tier. That's the word I was looking for, yeah. not level tier. Sorry, you can yeah. buy the seven tier one and then just buy an extra bottom and an extra watering tray for the top. Mm -hmm. And you can have a four tier and a three tier. That's true, yeah. Yeah. If you want like, separate ones. Or, so yeah, or if you needed here, smaller one ones, here, yeah. yeah. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. If you didn't have enough room for the or the uh, seven one. Now to give you guys a frame of reference, uh, this greenhouse isn't quite six feet tall. Um, it's a little bit shorter on this end than it is the end where the green stalk is. So the, the, the side with the green stalk is probably about five foot 10. And that green stalk comes up, I don't know, it's probably a foot and a half yeah. down. So mm -hmm. I wanna say it's maybe like four and a half feet tall, maybe. Yeah. I don't remember the spec specifications on it, guess. but yeah. four and a half to five foot tall. 
Um, so it's it's easy to fit it's somewhere. And, yeah. and we were thinking yeah. we were going to have to place it outside the greenhouse. We were, we were thinking, yep. surely this it was be taller. green stalk is not going to mm-hmm. fit in the greenhouse, but it does. So, again, keeping it warm and yep. out of the rain elements and stuff, we just put it right here mm-hmm. in the greenhouse. And I think that's yep. going to work out just so fine. that And that goes back to the insurance policy. Mm-hmm. So we planted collards in there. We planted, we uh, what else? We, we put collards in there. We put, put lettuce, lettuce in there. In there. We put all our herbs in there. Yep, we put some season. fennel in there. Um, some parsley. Oregano. Nope, no oregano, and, but we put um, uh, cilantro, dill, and, cilantro. Yep. and parsley. Those and are the parsley, three yep. herbs that we put in there. Yeah, dill, cilantro, um, parsley. Yep. We put beets in there, but not really we for the beet. We We're hoping that it'll be, we'll get some good beet greens he's from want, it. He's wanting some beet greens. <laughs> I, that's my favorite greens, guys, beet greens. We're going to so, have, have actual beets out in the garden, but he's, he's yeah, wanting beet greens so from we, the greenstalk. Yeah. <laughs> We when we used to live in Indiana, there was um, there was a small five acre farm um, down just down the road from us, probably 10, 15 minutes from us. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Cooley what was farm. Cooley, the Cooley Farm. Yep, the Cooley Farm. This Kevin is in Lafayette, Cooley. Indiana. Yeah. I don't think they sell anymore, but um, they they had a little shop that they sold mm-hmm. all their produce and veggies from, On and site. man, everybody yeah. came there. And he had only like what was it, one and a half or two acres? No, five acres. That it was, was five, five acres. Oh, yeah, okay. it was like a five small acre lot. Amount. Yeah. A little lot, and you could see it from the road. It was like you could see his whole little Yeah, he had like three greenhouses, and, yeah, and then he had stuff outside the greenhouses. And, and it looked like he, I mean, comparably, it looked like he had maybe the size of two of our garden beds going, and that's that's about how much it looked like he was growing in there. But off of that little garden mm-hmm. and that little garden space he was working, he supported himself like that was his job. That was his main gig. He yeah, that's what he did, yeah. It took him a long time mm-hmm. to get there, but he said he was uh, successfully selling from on-site and uh, doing it as a full-time primary yep. job. So one of the things that he would sell is beet greens. Yeah. And, and I had it. never tried them, and so he just gave me a bag one time to try. Uh, the other thing he gave me one time was sweet potato greens. Because mm-hmm. yep. even up in Indiana, guys, you can grow sweet potatoes. Come you know baby. how I know? Come on, baby. Because... He grew them. Hey, milk. That's not what milk. What you doing? Nope. No? Milk. Nope. I think it's tiger. Yeah, it's tiger. Let's see. Mew. Mew. Sorry. Tiger. Got distracted by the cats, guys. Oh, I didn't oh no, that's tiger. not tiger. That's that's milk. No, it's not milk. Mm-hmm. No. Tiger has all the weird stripes. Come here. Oh, you might be right. Come here. Yeah. So we have three calico tiger stripe yep. looking males that... Kind of mm-hmm. almost look the same. Yep. <laughs> and I get them all confused. And we have one black female. She's solid black. So yep. I like And then her. we have Holly. And then we have Holly. Mm-hmm. Mama yep. Holly cat. Yep. Um, but he would sell uh, sweet potato Fish greens Fish and Fish beet Fish greens. Fish and then obviously he would sell the sweet potatoes later in the year. But oh man, so, so good. Beet greens are like all buttery. Dang, Ooh. you're all distracted Sorry, over there. I'm loving them, my kid. <laughs> Yeah, they are good. I, uh, I actually tried them. Yeah, they're, they're savory. Really buttery. buttery. They yeah. got it. They're not as earthy, quite as earthy as a actual beet is, but it's mm-hmm. got a little bit of that beet flavor, but mm-hmm. it's just really, really, really it's good. It's that rich, hearty greens. We eat, them, we eat them raw, or mm-hmm. you can cook them like spinach or anything else. Um, and that was really cool because really we got the like little stop by the farmer shop experience on the way home, so yep. we'd like, hit his little you know, sh- farmer shop market thing. We hit his little place yep. uh, right down our road and just go home. Two minutes later, we were home and mm-hmm. we got farm fresh produce, like 
right to our table. So that was yeah, nice. It was so awesome. That, that, yeah. That kickstarted our, yep. our desire yep. to want to do this. <laughs> yeah, And that was the first, that's the first time I had ever seen anybody grow their own onion starts as well. Yes. So he would get a big old, like, um, I want to say like, uh, I think they were like concrete mixing tubs, but they looked like, like the mm -hmm. big gray bus boy tubs yeah. and, and he would yep. fill it with dirt and he would just sprinkle like just copious tons, <laughs> yeah, copious amounts of onion seed in there <laughs> and they would come up and he would grow his own onions. He did mm -hmm. his own onions, his own garlic, his own sweet potatoes, his own everything. Like there was... Yeah, he was he was the uh, the icon of self sufficiency in that neighborhood. Yep, like self sufficiency mm -hmm. was Kevin Cooley. Yep, a lot of <laughs> yeah. people a lot of people think of the South when they think of growing sweet potatoes, and when you live up north, you think you can't grow things like that. But he, he grew did. them with he no problem. It, yeah. yeah, he grew them no problem. He had had no issues, and they were amazing sweet potatoes. They were delicious, so yep. good. Everything so, he grew, so, I had no so complaints. Good. Everything he grew was fabulous. Yeah, so good. Mm. Mm. Um, well, you, can else? you think of anything else? <laughs> Let's see. Our green stalk, uh, updates, Lily's birthday, holidays. Mm -hmm. um, what are we up to next in the garden? What's next? I know we have to get our onions in. We're about to mm -hmm. till that bed where we did the video where we pulled out the huge uh, okra trees, okra stalks, and we pulled yep. all those out and we cleared all that bed. Our kids helped us. Got the whole bed clear, got the drip tape pulled. We're going to run the tiller over that and then we're going to get mm -hmm. our onions yep. in. We've got to get our onions in. Onions are and next. we've got some more broccoli and collards to get Some more planted. broccoli and collards are coming um, out. And I'm hoping for to do it on some warmer days Yeah. where there's a span of warm days. If we have a last yep. little hit of warm, if we have a last mm -hmm. shot of warm, that's when we really need to get them in. Yeah, lately winter here, um, like last year was a cold winter, but it wasn't always like when I say cold winter, what I mean is we had some days that were really cold mm -hmm. and maybe some a week or two that were really cold at a time. And then it would just warm up to kind of like it is now where it yeah, would be like just 60s in the day mm -hmm. uh, and then at night it would be in the 40s. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, we would have a week or two where, where we get down in the low 30s or upper 20s mm -hmm. or la last year. I think we had some mid to low 20 days uh, or nights. But um, but yeah, that's what we mean when we say that it was a cold winter. Right. Um, when we say cold, we mean 20s, maybe yeah. one or two nights of teens, and that's about I it. Think, I think the worst part of it is a lot of people don't realize how the humidity affects the cold. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm out somewhere where it's not as humid as, as it is here, and it's 10 degrees outside, I'm happier than if I'm when I'm here, and it's humid, and it's 35 degrees. Mm -hmm. That cold I is know. frigid. I know. It just when goes it, to your bones. When it's a wet cold, it's kind of, it's yeah. awful. It's horrible. It gets a chill going. Yep. Yeah. And last year was just wet, wet, no snow. We don't get snow here except maybe winter, once every eight years, but we got a lot of rain. Incredibly wet spring. Yep. And I'm, I'm hoping and praying it will not be like that this time. This year, yep. We're yep. due for a much drier uh, spring, a normal spring. <laughs> you know, I think that contributed too to, um, some of the failures we had last year with like the cabbage yeah, and stuff definitely. we got so much rain that we had a hard time just fertigating yeah, yeah it drowned everything it didn't ever dry out and we couldn't fertilize it like we wanted to through the drip tape so we were trying to side dress it but then last year was the first fall we had grown in a lot of those beds it was the first planting in most of those beds mm -hmm. and so we had a lot of runoff and water issues last year so we would try to side dress but i think a lot of it mm -hmm. would run off 
and it just it just didn't do well. So depending on how this goes, I know it's bouncing back and forth right now. It does this in the in the fall and the going into winter. It'll bounce back and forth between warm, cold, warm, cold. So we're hoping for that one more mm-hmm. shot of kind of that lukewarm weather, and then it can go into the cold for the rest of the season, just hopefully not a wet cold. Yep. I, I'm really hoping it's not a wet Hopefully, wet cold. we will be in fut- near coming up here soon in future podcasts. We'll be able to show you a little bit of the fruits of our labor. Yeah. So we'll be able to cut some yep. produce from the garden and actually bring yep. it to the Those table. Those of you who watch, we could uh, show yeah. you in. We'll be trying to be really descriptive yeah. uh, for those of you who are listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think we're going to have a successful, even though we were late, I think we're going to have a successful fall garden yeah and i know it's going to be an awesome christmas because it's christmas it's christmas How it's can christmas, christmas time be bad, yeah right? christmas you know? is always great and we're going to be uh definitely on the ball with spring we're going to have a, a serious jump start on the spring we're going to get yeah i want to plant tomatoes super early this yes, year yes. in the in, in some seed trays and yeah employ all of our education from all of mm-hmm. our previous mistakes and yep. make sure that we try to give it the best possible chance of having a tomato harvest because we got zero tomato harvest for the last all the work we did yeah for the last year year Mm -hmm. (laughs) zero tomato harvest Mm -hmm. for that but a bigger tomato harvest is coming i promise yep and i think the other thing i want to do is i want to get some more green stalks and try growing things in those during the spring and summer as well now if our what if our most successful gardening turns out to be raised beds and green stalks it won't be you sure yeah I think it'll be successful. I don't think it'll be our most successful. I just think it'll be different. Mm. I think that... I have to say, we've had a lot of success in the garden, and we've had some awesome uh, beans and some... Hey, baby. We've had some awesome beans and some awesome broccoli, and we've had a lot of success in the big garden. But I have to say, my most successful plants, singularly, like my biggest and best thriving plants, have not been Uh, from the big uh, garden. uh, 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 No, no, baby, no chocolate. It has not Timmy. been from the big garden. It has been from either raised beds or potted plants or otherwise. Timmy? So, Timmy? this is panda. Yeah, Sorry, panda. I was listening to you. I promise. Yeah, kitty distraction. Yeah, I, I it understand. is. Yeah, it is. It's distracting. Um, yeah, uh, a lot. We have had some good success from raised beds this year. For by far, the most amazing, incredible thing was the raised bed that you had over there with the mm-hmm. giant seven-foot pepper plant. Now that's just a so, testament to the dirt that you're using. Yeah, because honestly, exactly that, and that's exactly right. That's why I think <laughs> yeah. the garden can be just as successful, the in-ground garden, but the dirt out there isn't the same as the dirt in the raised bed. It would take a lot of time out in a big garden. It's going to take a lot yep. of time to amend that soil. To take yep. the time and effort to do the cover crops, to pour on the compost or the yep. manure or whatever you're doing to make that soil better. It's so much easier to amend the soil in something small rather than a huge garden. But if you're doing a normal, just normal size backyard garden uh, and you've got like just a normal size bed and you don't have quite uh, like 40 foot by 50 foot beds right. that we have, you could easily get away yeah. with an in-ground bed and it wouldn't be nothing to really amend mm-hmm. it, you know. Yeah, definitely panda. Milk's not quite so jumpy. You're jumpy, baby. <laughs> so milk and panda look almost identical. They do, uh, they do. Their stripes are a little bit different, and panda's head is bigger. The biggest difference is milk uh, will be in my lap in a heartbeat, and panda not so much. Like, yeah. panda wants to be 
pet on and snuggled, but I saw so much not needy not the yeah. snuggler needy cat that uh, milk is that a milk desperately is. needy baby. He's so spoiled. Yeah, mm. and milk's not really jumpy at all. Milk is mm. just always there. <laughs> and if we didn't have indoor dogs, these cats would come right on inside. They are not indoor cats. They are barn cats. Yep. They were born in that barn right over there. Y'all can't see well right well, on the other side of the goats where they are. They were born there. They've known nothing but this homestead. Mm -hmm. This is the farm that they have known their whole lives. Um, there are mousers. They are good mousers. Um, they keep all the critters mm -hmm. away from the farm that shouldn't be here yep. and all the pests and stuff. Um, and they basically protect the homestead, too, because I haven't seen any uh, uh, even aerial predators, you know, are too kind of scared to come over here. <laughs> so these are some good, good barn kitties. Yep. But be not deceived. If we did not have indoor dogs, these cats would be coming inside to lay in our beds. Mm -hmm. They are so spoiled and yep. so pampered and so people friendly. They would come in the house on us. Yep. Already they meet the dogs at the front door. Yeah. When you own the front door. Cats and dogs yeah. staring each other down mm -hmm. almost every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're a little spoiled. Mm -hmm. Just, Just a, little. a little bit. <laughs> All right. With that, guys, if you have any questions, make sure and let us know any questions or comments down below in the comments. Uh, shoot us an email, um, whatever. Just let us know if you got any questions or comments. Mm -hmm. We love to have that interaction and to get to get to know you guys a little bit better and to be able to answer some of your questions that you might have. Yeah, that gives um, us topics to talk about on our podcast. Yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. We are, with it being Thanksgiving, you know, as a family, we talked a lot about what we are grateful for. One of the things we are so grateful for is you. Mm -hmm. We are really grateful for you guys and the support that you give us and the encouragement that you give us. Um, thank you so, thank you, thank so you. much. Um, and with that, I, I, I think that kind of wraps it up, huh? Yeah. And you know, good things take time. Good so. things take time. Yep. <laughs> we are going to yep. give y'all more good things as time allows. Yep. Um, we will catch you guys in the next, in the next video. one. Bye.